and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and I'm sorry we haven't been here to cover these last few days. I've been out of town, and unfortunately, I was not somewhere where I could record. Um, I went out to Austin. I, I took a trip out to Austin. I took some, took some days off for vacation because my little brother was running in the state track meet. So I took some days off, went out to Austin, spent some time there, was there for, uh, I got there a couple days early to make sure, you know, hotels are going crazy. And then I stayed a little bit afterwards just to chill, hang out, took my daughter with me. So I had no time. I was in a hotel room with this little girl and my mom and sister. So I had no time to really record, but I was still keeping up with the game to the best of my ability. And, but that's what that's all. I just had to catch all of where we've been. Anyways, you know how it goes here. Welcome to the Ask Geeks podcast where athletes and geeks collide. And let's get into it. So I could, I was going to originally go into, go back and forth and get into everything over again. However, with everything that happened in Game Seven, these two Game Sevens, that 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 just all we need to cover. It was two Game Sevens, neither of them close. Both blowouts on a Game Seven. Everybody's expecting these big games. Everybody, everybody was expecting like this this to be a better game right here. Um, let's start off with Phoenix and Dallas. Nobody, and I mean nobody, unless you were just a Dallas homer. And I'm and I'm from Dallas. I'm just not a I'm just not a um a Dallas Mavericks fan, but I'm from Dallas. Nobody, I saw nobody but like straight up homers from my my city and everything repping Dallas. Like, nah, we got this. We got this. And I was like, I mean, I'm rooting for y'all. I am rooting for y'all. However, I really don't give y'all a chance. And I like that was just the consensus everywhere you look from every major sports writer you look at ESPN any, anywhere any anybody that talks sports i feel like it was the consensus that phoenix was taking this game and especially after last game after what was it uh especially after thursday night when Dallas came out and just washed, and I mean washed Phoenix, I was like, okay. I, I remember I was in the hotel room, um, what's called Thursday night, washing it with my mom, my grandma, and my um, both my grandmas were in the other room, the hotel room. I got them a room right beside us. Both of them were in a room right beside us, and they were talking. They were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they, you know, they don't keep up with the game as much. They were asking me questions. They were like, so what happens now that we won this game? I said, okay, well, we go back. Y'all go back to Phoenix, game seven. And that's how I know, like, ooh, we don't like that. We don't like that. We're playing on a roll for game seven. I was like, yeah. I mean, y'all don't, I mean, Phoenix number one team and everything, but y'all just watched them today. It's going to be a tough game. We're just going to have to see how it goes. We're going to have to see how it goes. They're like, I mean, we we believe in Dallas, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. And I, the whole time I was saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool, especially after what y'all did today. But deep down, I really didn't give them a chance. So I apologize, the Dallas Mavericks. I still respect y'all, my hometown. I just didn't think Luca would be enough. I was like, Luca's gonna get his. Luca, Luca's gonna be great. 
I just didn't expect everybody else to step up in this regard. They got a Spencer Dinwiddie sighting. I know Dinwiddie played okay in game six, but we got a 30-piece Spencer Dinwiddie, 11 for 15, 5 for 7 from 3. I was like, oh, my God. They got Spencer Dinwiddie out here cooking. I was like, all right. All right. Nah, they have Marquise Chris out there. Marquise Chris hit a three. When Marquise Chris hit that three, I turned the game off. I turned the game off. I was watching the game while I was in the um, PlayStation party. That's usually how I do. Me and my homies, we watch the game while we're listening to the, um, we watch the game while we're in the party together and everything. Me and um, the other person that used to come on here a lot, Wiley Waffles. He cut the game off at the same time. We were both watching. We were like, Marquise Chris? Absolutely not. And that's when we were like, we're done here. And we collect, turned the game off. That was like, that's, that's enough out of that. You had Jalen Brunson come out there and score. And the most significant Jalen Brunson moment that stands out the most to me this game was coming at a halftime. I was like, okay, we're coming at a halftime. Let's see if Phoenix tries to fight back while they're down 30. Jay Crowder goes down there, takes an ill-advised shot, and then Jalen Brunson comes down and just hits a tough shot where he just bodies and hits a little little float. And I was like, "Yeah." At that moment, I was like, "Yeah, Phoenix not trying to. Phoenix isn't serious. Phoenix isn't serious." You had Luca out there just playing around with this team. Luca was playing around, and Luca, I love Luca. Cause that man from the tip off was smiling, looking at them, and talking trash. He was talking his trash, man. That man came out and was like, uh, it's easy to talk trash when you ahead. He used that last dance quote. It's easy to talk trash when you ahead. It's very easy to talk trash when you ahead. Let's see what it's like when it's 0-0. Zero, because zero. Devin Booker and Chris Paul have been talking a lot of trash. That little, that meme... A little of their interview with them, like with a um, post game interview, where they looked at each other when they were trying to talk about Luca and Devin Booker and Chris Paul kind of looked at each other like disrespecting Luca. We'll be like, all right, hi, hi, we gonna keep that same energy, all right. Let's see. And then Luca went out there and showed y'all what what he was about. That man came out there and was like, yeah, yeah, this is what we about. Talk trash to me now. He's sitting there laughing in their face like, what's up? I'm cooking now. You had Luca. Luca had a moment where he basically gave everybody on the team. They, they tried everybody on him. It, they were hunting after Chris Paul and Devin Booker like they have been on all their wins. They, they literally have been hunting and been like, yeah, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, we, we, we want y'all. We want to see y'all guard. We're going we're gonna to hunt y'all. Jason Kill was like, Chris Paul, I respect you as a point guard. But we're going to make you work. On this defensive end, we're not going to let you take a break and then try to work on. Nah, you get you you seeing tough coverage on um, what's going on offense. And then on defense, we are hunting you. You're 37 years old. You're six feet tall. Yeah, you're going to have to work. We're going to have you drain. You're going to be tired. You all, you all, you going to have nothing left. We're sending you to an early retirement. That's what we about to do. And they, they just made Chris Paul so uncomfortable. They made Chris Paul go through so much. They 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 were killing Devin Booker on both. This man, Devin Booker, had 11 points. This the Kobe disciple right here. 
This the Mr. I don't want to see double teams. Let me work on my game. This was an MVP candidate. This guy's part. Devin Booker is going to be a first team all NBA player. DeAndre Jordan. I said DeAndre Jordan. De- Might as well have been DeAndre Jordan out there. He looked like DeAndre Jordan out there. DeAndre Aiden, the number one pick. Mr. Give me a max contract. Where was he? Did y'all see DeAndre? Was DeAndre Aiden on the court of the day or was that DeAndre Jordan? Did y'all see DeAndre Aiden? Please let me know. Please let me know because I can't. I, I, I couldn't see DeAndre Aiden out there today. JaVale McGee was out playing DeAndre Aiden. What, what, what was going on today? What was going on today? DeAndre Aiden wasn't, you know, like, we, we all praise DeAndre Aiden because we're like, he's a good defensive big. And unlike Rudy Gobert and some other defensive bigs and, like, Clint Capella and all them, he, he punishes mismatches. He's a defensive big that can also go score the basketball. He's a defensive big that can go get you, that could be in the right system, be a 20, 25-point-per-game scorer. That's what everybody praised DeAndre Aiden for. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I will say, I will go by and say, y'all know I'm one of those people that praised DeAndre Aiden. Where was he? Somebody tell me where that man was. That man didn't even want to come back on the court. That man, they were, they were asking him, like, hey, wow. They asking Coach Williams, they asked, they asked Monty, like, hey, why wasn't, why wasn't DeAndre Aiden back on the court? Why did he only play 17 minutes? They're like, they're like, it was eternal. It was internal. It was internal. That man didn't want to come back on the court? Man, I know y'all down 30, down 40. You ain't got no fighting you, bro. You going out like that? You ain't even going to go out punching and swinging? You just going to go out. You going to run away. Tail tucked between legs. What's going on, man? What's going on? Where that man at? Man, get out of here talking about I want a max contract. You know what the crazy part is? Somebody going to get this man darn near max, if not a max. Somebody about to get that man a max because they still going to be like, hey, it's going to be one of these small town things, you know, these small market teams, which is tough because that's the only time they get players. When they get players like this where they got to overpay them because they know not many people coming to them. You saw Damian Lillard after the game liking tweets talking about send DeAndre Aiden to uh, what's called Portland, let him get this ring with Dame. Dame over there liking the tweets. You sure you want that day? I mean, I'm sure, hey, Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't Dame. Chris Paul, cool. He the point. You know, shout out to him. He a playmaker. He ain't that, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't, gonna, he ain't that scorer as Dame. Devin Booker, cool. Devin Booker ain't got that dog, and I'm like, Dame, Dame not going out like this. Dame not going out like this. Dame definitely not going out like this. That's one thing I will say. Dame not going out like this. Who knows? DeAndre Aiden might unlock. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that man. Maybe if he go to Portland, something else happen. They go give him that big contract, something else happen. Because Portland got the money, too. I just don't. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, Devin Booker, first team all NBA. DeAndre Aiden saying max me. Mikael Bridges, D- second in defensive player of the year voting. Jay Crowder, three and D player. Cam Johnson, three and D player. Chris Paul, the point guard. 
the point guard, leadership, Mr. Leadership himself. They told me he was the MVP. He was the most important player on this team. Where was he? You had all these cats. That this is why it's embarrassing. Look at look and listen to his name. Look at how y'all talked all season. Y'all were supposed to be the best team all season. Y'all, we were talking about you addicted to the finals. Y'all gonna be back. Y'all doing all this talking. Y'all did all this to go out like this. To go out to Luca. And no disrespect to anybody else on the Mavericks. But nobody else on the Mavericks was in, like, even close to all-star conversations. Nobody else in the Mavericks were close to all defenses, close to all NBA, close to most of Nobody on the Mavericks outside of Luka was close to any award. Phoenix had all these awards. Phoenix had all these things. Phoenix supposed to have the coach of the year, an MVP candidate, two MVP candidates. The DPOY, an all-defensive candidate with Aiton. Are you kidding me? Y'all go out like this? Y'all go out like this? Man, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, man. Ain't no way. Shout out to the Dallas Mavericks. Luka was just doing whatever he wanted. Man, this man Luka was over there. He had a step back. He had a, he over there hitting a spin around, turn around three. Had a step back three, knocking and making Cam Johnson fall. This man was in the paint. But this man Luca, he 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 not more athletic than these players. He's just he just he bully balls, even though he's not bigger than everybody. He bully balls and he's just so skillful. He's so skilled. So you see how we can say he's the in the same quarter, you see Luca do a step or a spinner do a spin three. Okay. Then you see him do a snatch back, make Cam Johnson fall three. That's okay. That's in the bag too. You see him go into the paint one-on-one with DeAndre Aiden, a seven-footer who has the chance to be on an all-defense team, bullies him, like posts him up, and does a post fadeaway and starts laughing in Aiden's face. I was like, when I saw that, I said, ain't no way. Ain't no way. He got Mikael Bridges on a block, hit him with some nasty footwork to Mikael Bridges is falling over, and he wide open, laying it up. They're supposed to be the best defensive team. And I, like I said, I gave them all these props. I'm over there talking. They talk for them. I'm like, man, I was like, if anybody can stick with I'm over there. I wasn't even looking at the Mavericks and Luka. I was like, Luka's cool. But if anybody can match up with that death lineup in Golden State, I was like, yeah, you got Mikael Bridges, all defensive player, DPOY. You got Jake Crowder, 3 and D player. Cam Johnson, 3 and D player. DeAndre Ayton. You had DeAndre Ayton. He, he bully ball. He can stick. He's an all-defensive type player and everything. And unlike Rudy Gobert or anybody else, they're not going to be able to just go at a death line. He's going he gonna to cook them. And if they help, he can kick it out because all those players can shoot. You run either Devin Booker or Chris Paul on the court. You can let one of them rest when they got that death line up out. And you can have Devin Booker on the court or Chris Paul, and y'all can be okay. I'm over here talking and thinking, oh, yeah, they can match up with that death lineup. Not even worry about it. Not even worry. Respect to the Dallas Mavericks. Shout out to the Dallas Mavericks. 
nobody gave y'all a chance. Y'all came out and did what y'all do. Y'all came out and do what y'all do. Now I hope they can bring Jalen Brunson back. That's the big talk. Cause like they like Jalen Brunson's dad said, they ain't no pay cuts. They ain't no discounts. They they he they want to see their money. They want to get paid. So hopefully the marriage can bring him in. I know all those rumors with marriage bringing in Rudy Gobert. If they bring in somebody like Rudy Gobert, Luca might get his chip in the next three years. I right, shout out to him. Shout out to Dallas Mavericks. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go. I don't want to get into that matchup, that Western Conference matchup. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna touch on that tomorrow. Uh, but you know, we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna be right back. them dogs out there in Dallas and them cats out there in Phoenix. But now we're about to talk about my squad. About to talk about my squad. Shout out to Batman, man. Batman came out there and did his thing. We're going to start off talking about Milwaukee first. Milwaukee, man, Coach Bud, it's not a good look for you. It's not a good look for you at all. That championship saving you. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. Championships be saving these bad coaches. There's a lot of bad coaches out there in the league right now. There's a lot of bad coaches in the league right now. I tried to tell y'all. Tried to tell Spells. Ain't nobody trying to listen to me. Hey, I didn't I didn't forget about that Philadelphia Miami series. I, I wasn't here to cover that. Y'all lucky because Y'all already know how I feel about Doc Rivers. And like I said, there's a lot of bad coaches out there. There's a lot of bad coaches out there that get away with this stuff. Y'all let them get away with that. And they, they, they just think it's okay. Y'all let a lot of these coaches get away with it. They just get to go around. They don't, they don't got to worry about their jobs. They keep recycling these coaches. That's the problem. Y'all got to start letting some of these assistants stop hiring people off names. Start letting some of these assistants get these jobs. But it's not a good look for you, bud. It's not look good good look for you at all, Coach. But I know, I know he has a defensive scheme with the drop coverage. And y'all heard me discuss the drop coverage a multitude of times on this podcast. The problem with the drop coverage is 
it doesn't work if they're hitting their threes. I know Coach Bud's philosophy is we're going to make them, we're going to pack the paint, make them shoot these threes because eventually they're going to miss. But what happens when they don't? We've seen two other Boston games where they won the game, and it's because y'all let somebody open. You saw the Tatum game last game where Tatum was cooking from the three-point line because Coach Bud was like, nah, we're just going to keep dropping off of him. Keep dropping off. Tatum had 46, on, and he had seven threes in game six. Marcus Smart hit five. Jalen Brown hit four. And we didn't shoot like we we, we shot almost we shot thirty nine and a half percent as a team, almost forty percent from a team as a team from the three, and Milwaukee shot seven for twenty nine that same game in Game Six, and I'm like, okay, y'all still leaving us open because you're like, hey, they're not gonna hit their shots forever. Eventually they'll miss. But what happens when we don't? You have to make an adjustment. And to sit there and not make any adjustments, or let me correct it, to only make an adjustment for a two-minute time frame should not count. If two minutes, this man, Coach Buzz, switched the defense for like two minutes. They went away from drop coverage. They started playing a little better defense on us. I was like, ooh, they got out of that drop coverage. Or I don't know if it was Coach Bud or the players that took upon themselves to switch it up, but for like a two-minute time frame, Maybe almost three minute time frame, if I remember correctly, because this was Friday night. Um, they they in that short little time frame, they were not playing drop coverage anymore, and their defense looked good. The Celtics looked confused for a second because they didn't know how to adjust. Because they were hitting their shots on. Oh, hold on, hold on, they're doing something different now. And then they went away from it, and then they went back to drop coverage for the rest of the game. And I was like, okay. And so Friday. It looked like you look like the Bucks were gonna make a comeback for a little bit, but then that, then it, that went away. That was that got dead. Last night, last night, y'all left. Y'all were playing that drop coverage. Still made zero adjustments. Y'all were like, "Hey, we gonna leave Grant Williams wide open the whole game, and we gonna leave Derek White open, and we gonna make the end Peyton Pritchard for some reason." We're going to make, and, oh, yeah, and Marcus Smart. They get all these players. We're going to basically leave everybody open outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and we're going to pack the paint, and we're going to make them beat us from the three. And that did not work out for y'all. So where was the adjustment? Where was the adjustment? There wasn't one. You have to, as a coach, see, hey, this isn't working out for us. We need to make an adjustment and change things up. You have to. There's no excuse for that. There's absolutely no excuse for that. But I'm not going to put this all on coaching because that's only on defense. On offense, y'all couldn't, y'all had nothing going. On offense, they had nothing going. Um, Actually, one more point about coaching. Why is George Hill playing basketball still? Man, every time George Hill touches the court, he gets hunted. And you talking about last game. Oh, we like, we like his defense out there. What defense? What defense? Everybody see it. Everybody see the second George Hill step on the court. Oh, that's food. That's food. That's food. Man, anyway, like I was saying, um, Grayson Allen played 21 minutes. He couldn't give you nothing. He went 0 for 6, 0 for 4 from the 3. 
Pat Connington, your other shooter out there, one for six, zero for five from the three. So it's it's tough. It's very very tough to win a game seven when you only hit four threes the entire game. They shot twelve percent from the three. They shot thirty six percent from the field. Milwaukee shot ninety shots as a team and only hit thirty three of them. Again, ninety shots as a team and only hit thirty three of them. Thirty three three pointers and only hit four of them. That is crazy. That is so crazy to me. Like that's just that's just unheard of to, to shoot that poorly as a team in a game seven. If this game happened before the Phoenix, so after this game, I was like, "There's no way a team shoots this bad in game seven. And the Phoenix came out obviously, but. Early on, you didn't think it was going to be like this. Early on, you saw Brooke Lopez feasting in the paint. Brooke Lopez was feasting in the paint. He had three blocks in the first half. He was dominating. And then in the second half, he disappeared. In the second half, he was non-existent. Wes Matthews was non-existent. He was one for five, 0 for three from three. But Wes Matthews, they didn't, he had been doing such a good job on Tatum, but then they switched him off of Tatum and put Drew Holiday on him. And I understand the logic because Drew Holiday is an all-defensive type player. He should have his name in there in the DPOY more often. But Drew Holiday wasn't enough right here. And the whole point of having these players like Wes Matthews and stuff step up is because you know Drew Holiday has to take up a bigger offensive role with the shot creating, with Chris Middleton being out. So why give him – I get it. You're like, hey, you're our best perimeter defender. Go out there and guard their best player. But as because you just want to save him for the fourth quarter instead of having him on there early, now Chris – now Drew Holiday's burnt out. He went over six from the three as well. Brooke Lopez won for six from the three. You have all these players burnt out, and you're like, golly. They ain't got nothing else. They ain't got nothing else in them. They didn't. Giannis was dominant that first half. Giannis was so dominant that first half. And then he came out in that second half, and he was awful. I told y'all, not last game, but in game five, I, I believe it was game five, the game we lost. Before game five, I told y'all Giannis looks tired. I was expecting us to steal game five because Giannis was gassed. Giannis looked so gassed out there because he's having to do so much by himself. Instead of having a shot creator like Chris Milton and then him, like Giannis is a, Giannis doesn't have to create all the time. When Chris Milton there, Chris Milton can create score. Um, They can't just lock in on Giannis. Giannis can go post up. Giannis can go get the ball in different situations, pick and rolls. He doesn't have to just get the ball at the top of the key and then ISO and then try to barrel down, draw on charges and stuff. Usually you don't see that much from Giannis because he doesn't have to do that much by himself. And you had he had to this game because he doesn't have his other shot creator. Drew Holiday had an amazing series defensively, but he was inconsistent on offense. He had some high-scoring games, but his shooting percentages were bad. He was inconsistent throughout this series, and Giannis needed more help offensively. But at the same time, Giannis himself was gassed out. He tried to give all he could, but you could tell he was obviously exhausted. 
He was missing Jimmy layups. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo missing layups, multiple layups that are relatively open, and he just overcompensated or undercompensated. And you see his arm, like, at first you see him, um, like, shooting his layup short and barely missing like that because he's tired. Then you see him start trying to overcompensate, and he's missing it because he's overcompensating. I'm like, that's just crazy. But if you don't look at the box, like obviously, you're like, dang, Giannis struggled. He still put up 25 and 20 and nine assists. Two steals, one block. He, he left it all out there on the court. He did. Shout out to Giannis. He left all on their court. But we were able to have Marcus Smart on him for a good portion game because Marcus Smart was making him pick up that dribble and not be able to just barrel down the court. And if he did try to barrel down, he get a charge taken on him or he tried to go into a post and just post up Marcus Smart. And then we had help defenders there. And the help defenders were allowed to just crowd Giannis because, again, they shot four for 33. Giannis had nobody to kick it out to because Giannis started kicking it out and nobody could hit a shot. So Giannis is like, okay, nobody's hitting a shot. He starts getting frustrated. He starts trying to take over by himself. But then he has two, three jerseys around him. He's already gassed. He's getting attacked on the other end. And there's nothing he can do. He's like, I'm getting, I'm, they're forcing me to work on defense. They're forcing, and I've got to have this heavy load on offense. What am I supposed to do? They had, they, they, Giannis definitely missed Chris Middleton out there. Let's go ahead and get to the Celtics. Um, Al Horford played amazing defense as always. He didn't, we, we already had the Al Horford game. We didn't need another Al Horford game. He didn't have to score too much. Um, he just played solid defense. Same with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was out there playing really good defense. He was limiting the turnovers. He had a double-double with 11 and 10, got seven boards. He didn't shoot the best. He shot pretty poorly, but he did his job defensively. He wasn't forcing shots either on the other end. And shout out to Smart for not forcing and just sitting there and playing his game. You had Jalen Brown go out there. Jalen Brown didn't have to be too super aggressive and uber aggressive. He just took what the defense was giving him. He had an efficient game, 8 for 16, 2 for 5 from the 3, 50-40 splits. He 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 played well. I wish he would have knocked down some more free throws, but he played well all around. Um, Jason Tatum was good. Jason Tatum only had to take 14 shots. When Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum only had to take 14 and 16 shots and we win, you know it was a good team game. You know our defense was there. Because Tatum, you're like, you look, you go look at the box and you're like, dang, Tatum only had 23, 6, and 8. But then you go look at it, he it was on 50, 55, 80 splits. He, he, it wasn't like he wasn't, it wasn't like he couldn't score. He didn't have to. Tatum was playmaking. He had eight assists. Tatum was out there playmaking. He was, he was going down and getting to the teeth of the defense and just kicking it out. Because they kept helping in the paint. And at first, they were helping. It was Derek White. Like I said, Milwaukee was sacking off Derek White. And Derek White shot one for 10, one for six on the three. And he didn't pick it up on his shots. But Derek White was still playing elite defense to where you could keep him on the court, even though he was shooting poorly. But then they took Derek White and put had Grant Williams there instead because Grant Williams started the game off, and he missed like his first like four or five threes in a row. Like, they left him open just like they were leaving Derek White. He couldn't hit any shots. You saw him look like he was kind of getting to his head, but then they were like, the team was like, hey, keep shooting. Then this man, Grant Williams, just started hitting shots. 
This man, Grant Williams, had 27 points. 27 points from Grant Williams? He was hitting those corner threes like crazy. Like I said, he missed his, like, next – he missed his first, like, five. And then after he missed his – he started off 0 for 5. He went 7 for 13 after that. He went 7 for 13 after that from the three and was just lighting them up. And it was like, at that point – that's what I'm talking about, Coach But You have to make an adjustment. You're sagging off this guy, and then you see he's hit seven three-pointers. He's knocking those corner threes down where you're leaving them open, and you're still just sagging off of him. And he's hitting those shots with ease. Then you have somebody like they check in Peyton Pritchard to get Peyton Pritchard minutes instead of Derek White. Because, like, if you're going to help off somebody, I'd rather you help off Peyton Pritchard. They help off Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard can shoot. That man is a shooter. Peyton Pritchard goes out there and hits four threes, and you're like, what are we supposed to do? We can't help off nobody. Anybody you help off of, they're going to score. Daniel Tice, he didn't play much, but in those little minutes he had, he had two blocks. He played solid defensively. He had an early three, and he was just uh, missed by everything. And that was his only one shot. It was like in the first half. I remember that. I, I remember because I was like, why are we have Daniel Tice shooting threes early in the shot clock? And that was the only shot he took for the rest of the game. And he just played solid defense out there. We shortened our rotation. We basically ran a seven-man rotation with Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Mark Smart, Grant Williams, and Al Horford. We kept having Grant Williams and Al Horford basically play our only big outside that little minute, that little six-minute time frame we had Daniel Tice out there. Outside of that, we just was playing small ball. And like I said, Smart was playing defense on Giannis for a good portion of the game. And we just looked good. That defense was solid. The scoring was solid. And it was just an all-around good game. Shout out to Boston. Shout out to the Mavericks. This is going to be an interesting Eastern Conference. Um, Boston, we get our rematch, our bubble rematch from Miami. Let's see how we go this time. It's two different teams. They've added players. We've added players. The roster, we don't have Kimball Walker and Gordon Hayward now. But the roster looks different for us. The roster looks different from them. But we're going to see how it goes. We got Warriors, Mavericks. That should be exciting. Steph Curry versus Luka. I'm ready to see how that goes. I'm really, I'm really, really am ready to see how that goes. We're going to see who they put on Luka. I'm assuming it'll probably be like Andrew Wiggins. And then you probably give Draymond some minutes on him as well. But we'll see. Anyways, that's been the Ask Geeks podcast. Remember to sh- like, whether you're on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a good, good rating. Share with a friend. We're going to be moving. Like I keep telling y'all, we're going to be moving to YouTube soon. We are going to be moving to YouTube soon. And then we're going to start being where we actually film these live on YouTube. But we're waiting. Um, the episodes might be here and there. They might not be as consistent for the next couple weeks because I'm in the process of moving. Um, I'm moving into my new house. So the episodes might be a little sporadic. But... When we get back to it, y'all know we're going to get back to it. We're going to lock in. We're going to get the episodes back out there to it. But anyways, thank you all for watching. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. Yeah.